Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You ready? Let's go! You're in the zone. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know but no he knows the code it's not about the salary it's all about reality and making some noise who takes down all the stars in Los Angeles to win the United States Open. You know, it's it's now my second win um, on the PJ Tour, and <clears throat> first one was surreal, and this one's surreal. So. Um, you know, it hasn't quite hit me yet. Walking up 18 was pretty emotional, and then finishing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind of the last five six weeks. It's been I'm just so blessed and humbled to be here. 20% All right, congratulations to Wyndham Clark. Okay, that is your U.S. Open winner for 2023, and we welcome you into the zone as we. Get ready to rock and roll on a very sunny Monday. We're happy to have you with us. Hope everybody had a great, safe weekend, and we're ready to get rolling on a real good week this week. And this will be uh, a busy day, I think, today. We've got a lot to get to from over the weekend. World Series, college, that is. Um, we are going to talk some Major League Baseball as well, though. It's a tough week for the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll get into that. Um, and, of course, you know, more on the U.S. Open and such. So, welcome. What's up, fellas? How we hey. doing? Hey! Hope you had a great Father's Day. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Yeah. I did. Good. Um, so we all got to watch golf, I'm sure, on Father's Day to some degree. And I got to say, going into the final day, wasn't shocked that Wyndham Clark pulled it off. I did ask Zach Gillum, our buddy down at Oakland, yesterday evening, what were the odds? And he said plus 7,000 going into the weekend. So, or going into the tournament. So you would have gotten, uh... A lot of money back if you would have bet on him to start the U.S. Open. I saw a tweet this morning, and it was somewhere else, I guess, a national site, and he was plus 10,000 and uh, to start the week. And it was the second highest to, to ever odds to win the U.S. Open. Who the highest? I can't remember. Okay. That would have uh, been a good tidbit. No, it, it would have been nice to know ahead of time, or even have a clue, Wyndham Clark. You know, it, it was one of those, you kept waiting for this guy to falter, right? To, uh, you know, he shot a good round. He's he's not going to be there Saturday. Well, Saturday, Birdie's the last to get into the last group and then Sunday he was clutch I, I started the day rooting for Ricky Fowler I, I, I was I was hoping Ricky would get that first one and then when it it came pretty apparent to me quickly that he, he didn't have it and it wasn't going to happen I started rooting for Rick or for uh, Rory. Rory same uh, I was like uh, all right this is his year. He's pounding it. And he, it was just, but he was par after par after par. And I was like, well, he's hanging in there. That's really, you know, this is a day for that. And he's going to be fine. And then towards the end, when they started telling us about Wyndham Clark and his mom passing away and, and just some of the, you know, you get that other story, you know, the side story. And they did a good job of telling it. And ah, I started rooting for him down the stretch. Ah, not me. I said, you know, I said to the friend, I was watching with a friend of mine. I said, you know what? I said, Rory's got a mom too. I'm like, look. Everybody's got an emotional story. It is what it is. It's I'm a Rory fan. I got nothing against Wyndham Clark, and we'll see if he turns out to be a flash in the pan or a star in the making. But I was absolutely following the same thing. I was actually rooting for Rory from the beginning, but I was 100% cool with Ricky mm-hmm. going and winning it. Mm-hmm. He looked so calm and cool the first couple days, and it's not that he didn't look calm and cool. I thought he kept his emotions in check really well. Yeah. But... You know, like the most emotional player I saw the whole weekend was was Wyndham Clark. Honestly, he was the guy that was reacting to shots. I thought Rory kept himself together well, and it's funny to me. And afterwards, the interview goes like this: um, Was it just your putter failed you today? And I'm like, he didn't have a makeable putt. Like he was, all his putts were 20 plus feet. I'm like, you're not even as a PGA star, you're not going to make a high percentage of those. 
He did a great job lagging them close where he didn't have to stress over too many of them, but it's not like he was hitting it to eight feet and missing putts. No. I mean, he was hitting them on the green. Yes, he hit a bunch of greens, but no, he didn't give himself a lot of good looks. And then Clark, give him credit, a 60-foot lag putt to walk it off at the end, that takes some real guts and some moxie. I mean, that was impressive. How about the chips? Coming oh, in. ridiculous. I mean, time but after 17, time. Uh, 17, 17, he had the great one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was could be in 15, trouble. 16, I mean, there were several. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to be tough. Dude was just hitting it up there tight yeah. for easy putts and pars. And, he and didn't have pressure on him, though, because there was no expectations for him. I mean, there is pre- obviously a ton of pressure, but there's no expectations for him. No, just uh, internal yeah. expectations. Sure. Uh, when he when he had the, uh, the, the shot from the fairway, on the par five and got to the green and two and had the makeable or the look at Eagle. I was like, I think that just won it for him. Yeah. And he made the birdie. And uh, I think that got him to 12 under a three or four shot lead with five holes to go. And then he just, he held on, made a couple bogeys coming in, but a couple of clutch pars and got it done. He, he won it, but I mean, Rory blew yeah. it too. I mean, 14 was what did it for Rory. He, he had a wedge in his hand. And I always I quote this all the time to people. I asked Ken Duke one time, and I know part of it is just the mental fortitude. He doesn't actually believe it, but he says it just to make himself believe it. I said, how often do you miss a green with a wedge in your hand? And he said, never. Just like that, never. And I was like, oh. Rory left it, and he left it in a horrible spot. Now, luckily, he got a free drop from an embedded lie, yeah. which was only in rule like three or four years ago. They changed the rule. He got a break there. And it's just unfortunate. Like, you cannot miss that shot. It's a par five, and you take a bogey late. Can't. Can't have it. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Clark had two putts and birdie. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference in the that tournament. Was. And then it. he also whiffed one on, on 18 on Friday or Saturday, whatever it was. His club, he tries to flop it out, and he goes right under the ball. Amazingly, he's able to chunk it out on his next one and makes the putt coming back, which most of us would have probably three-putted after that because we were so PO'd about having it flop underneath there. But it was good to see Rory hanging around, and it's good to see Ricky in contention. And both those guys looked like they might have a chance to win something significant before the year's over. You only got a major left, but you've got some other tournaments potentially. So it's good to see them returning in form. Yeah, I think that uh, leads into our question of the day, and it's a great question of the day. Christian? Which of these golfers will win a or another major next? Or first, I should say. First, there you go. Wyndham Clark. Yep. Roy McIlroy. Mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth. Or Ricky Fowler. Oh, Jordan Spieth's a good fourth option. I, we didn't. We Thanks were talking about options. That's a good call. Uh, I know who I'm rooting for. Um, Rory. Or, or Ricky or Rory, honestly. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a Spieth fan. Uh, I got no problem with Wyndham Clark. It is a great story. I don't mean to poo-poo that. I'm, I was just kind of joking. I was tongue-in-cheek. But it is a crazy story. And uh, he's got a long way to go. Well, you look at what he did. he's done this year. Yep. I mean, to, to break through and, and win a, a huge tournament uh, earlier with the uh, best players in the world. And that gave him the confidence this weekend to know that he could he could get it done once again. So, I mean, I, I, may, I haven't voted yet. I may vote him. Yeah. I mean, because he has shown the ability. And uh, I, I couldn't vote for Ricky. I don't think I don't know. You know, I don't think he wins one anytime soon. Or I hope he does, but yeah. I, I bet somebody else out of those three gets that. And I think Spieth is coming. He's improved his game and, and getting closer to where he was at one point. So I think the obvious choice is either Rory. You got to think Rory's too talented. Rory's too good not to win another major. Spieth was not remotely in the mix this weekend. He didn't finish in the top 20. No. I don't think Spieth is accurate enough off the tee. But although this, this if you're ever going to have a chance, he's going to have a chance at the U.S. Open, it would have been this course because sure. it was more forgiving. He needs, a, he needs a sports psychologist, I think. He complains too much after every bad shot. I mean, that's what amateurs do. Yeah. I, I just Again, I'm all for emotional players, and I just don't think that's conducive. There was one. They're, they're over, uh, he's over his ball. I think it was on the 18th, like Thursday or Friday. And, and the, the, uh, the guy that's on the course with him, the on-course reporter, is talking about the shift of the wind. The wind's starting to blow a little bit right to left. And, you know, you, we're, we're feeling the breeze a little bit right now, and that's going to affect his shot. And then uh, Spieth hits it. And then you just see it, you know, with the tracer going right to left with the wind. He's like, oh, my gosh, how is that ball going left? How is that going left? <laughs> You're just going, uh, because the wind is blowing right to left? It kills me. Um, we're going to do game balls and jock straps a little bit later. i got to mention Scotty Scheffler. He finished solo third. Do you guys know how much money he's made on the tour this year? Probably about $7 million. I was thinking 15 I think I saw something. He has made, on the tour this year, $17.7 million. 
So he's laughing all the way to the bank. The dude is always in the mix. Always. Mm-hmm. What a great two- or three-year run he's had. Steady. You know, even uh, when he's not winning, he's in the top ten, or in this case, top five, and cashing some big checks. It's like the golfer once said, uh, I have no chance to win this week. Well, why do you play? Because they pay a lot of money for 20th. They pay a ton of money for third. (laughs) A winner makes $3.6 million, life-changing money for a guy like Wyndham Clark. And obviously, he's got a chance to make a whole lot more money than that going forward. Rory made over $2 million. Scheffler, $1.4 million. And Cam Smith, just shy of a million in solo fourth. So, these guys are all okay. I did feel bad for Fowler that he fell apart so bad and shot five over on the last round, but still made a nice check, and looks like his game is close. Yeah. Well, I started looking and thinking after Saturday's round. Basically, he had one great round. Yep. That was it. Yep. You know, the, the rest, you look at it, it was two under, even, five over. Yeah, he started out eight under and never really, what, did he get to ten maybe at yeah, some point? Yeah, he got to ten because uh, he went two under on Friday. And then he, uh, he had a couple, I think he got double, yeah, he got up to 11, maybe 12 at one point Saturday, and then a couple bogeys, and he finished at 10, even par for the day. Uh, but the, you look at it, he had his opportunity when he shot the crazy round, but couldn't yep. capitalize on it. Sure. And same for Shoffley. Shoffley was right there with him, too, with a 62. He couldn't do anything with it no, either. No, no, he fell way off. Yeah, he had some, oof, he had a rough stretch yesterday, too. Um Busy weekend for Arkansas, I guess, over the last few days. They've been bringing guys in for baseball. That's been kind of the news. Portal action happening. Former Sacramento State shortstop. And uh, 6'1", 195, had a really good year. 376, he was the freshman year in the WAC. 14 home runs, 15 doubles, and 5 triples. How do you do? Good to see for Arkansas as they try to rebuild their outfield. And then, uh, did you see that the softball team got an Auburn transfer Mm -hmm. who had a ridiculous year last year? So, uh, yeah, they're, they've been really busy in the – I guess it's their off season. So, uh, I'll good start to see them. with baseball. Now they've gotten a catcher, a center fielder, and a shortstop. And you, you think of Dave Van Horn, and, and traditionally he is a guy up the middle. He, he talks about that. You have to be strong up the middle to ensure that he went out and got a catcher, he got a shortstop. You feel like he's got a second baseman with uh, either Peyton Stovall, if it, the surgery, you know, the arm, if he's back. If not, Peyton Holt is your second baseman, so you're good there. And then they went out and got a center fielder. These guys are their insurance is what it is because they have the number one signing class in the country and they've got a great shortstop hopefully coming in you know it's up in there he may you know he's probably a first round pick if the money is right if if they can come up with the right amount of money for the team that drafts him if they draft him um so now they got somebody. They're not going to get caught in case that yeah. shortstop decides to sign. And go. Same with the center fielder. They've got a, a great young outfielder uh, that will come in, and many thought he would be the center fielder next year. And, and if he comes, maybe he's not the center fielder. Maybe the, he can learn and play left field or right field and not have that pressure of playing center field. But now they've got a backup uh, in case these kids, some of these kids sign. Wehiwa Aloy. How about you grow up in Maui and you got to go play baseball somewhere else? What a bummer for him. It sucks. <laughs> Can't make any money on Maui no. playing baseball, buddy. So, yeah, pretty cool story. NBA draft is this week, right? Is it Thursday? Thursday. Thursday, okay. Uh, they do both rounds on Thursday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the second round is considerably less important in the NBA draft than it is in most other drafts. Sure, but they but. only do two rounds. But, I mean, there's always a steal or two. Yeah. Or So we're expecting it. Black in the top ten. Right. Smith in the first round, yeah. outside the lottery. Probably. Probably. And then best case scenario for Walsh is, is there late any first. chance he gets late first? Yeah, yeah. there's there's a chance he gets late have first. Have you seen any mock drafts that have him going late first? Um, I've seen a few. I couldn't tell you who, okay. but I've seen it before. And also the thing is, there's a lot of teams that are picking late that probably won't right now, as we talk right now, that probably won't actually be picking there because they're going to be trading their picks to contenders and stuff like that. They're trying to just get a cheap guy. Bless you. Back, back to Wes's point about the Razorback guys that are coming in. What uh, And counts a late second round, right? Yeah, mid. Mid to mid, late? Yeah. Mid? Okay. When's the MLB draft? July. Okay. So we get some time on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Neil Erzman's coming up today, the wrestling coach for Little Rock. Why, you would say? Well, I'm going to talk to him. I'm sure they got camps coming up. I haven't talked about that. But there were some wrestling uh, point changes and some significant changes in the scoring and the rules, and so I wanted to talk to him about that. I may ask him, too, about the other thing that's being kicked around, if you guys saw this or not. 
are talking about trying to take weed off of the banned list in collegiate athletics. NCAA medical panel calling for the removal of marijuana from the organization's banned drugs list. The Committee on Competitive Safeguards and Medical Aspects of Sports recommends shifting focus to testing for performance-enhancing drugs. I concur. I don't know anybody who's played a whole lot better on weed, but I'm, I think it'd be cool if they took that off the uh, the banned list, personally. Does anybody have a problem with that? I personally do not. I don't. Christian? No, I don't care at all. Okay, there you go. Um, we'll see what he thinks about that, too. I'll ask him. I'm sure he really doesn't want to talk about it, but he's a good guy. I'm sure he will. Uh, World Series has been a great... Great yeah. thing so far. I hate that Arkansas is not part of it, but my goodness, has it been entertaining. Close games abound. Oral Roberts, Florida, uh, TCU, Wake Forest, they've all won one-run one, one games. One one-run games. Hard to say. Uh, and then Florida, of course, pulling one out against Oral Roberts to get two games deep into the winner's bracket. you got an elimination game for Tennessee against Stanford today, and then LSU and Wake Forest in a showdown for the ages. What time are our games today? So the early game is at 1, the late game is at 6. That's the LSU-Wake Forest game, which is the, with all due respect to Stanford and Tennessee, the better of the two. So That'd be a great game. Mm-hmm. Got to watch Wake a little bit. I mean, I watched That was a hell of a game. Yeah. I mean, Stanford gave them all they yeah. wanted. They had to come back and win that one. Win it and, what, they scored in the 8th, eighth, eighth, bottom of the 8th, right. and then got them out top of the ninth. Game was over. So that, that was a, another one of those just dramatic down-to-the-wire games. It seems like, I guess every one has been pretty close, except for, I mean, LSU, uh, they had to hold off a little bit for a Tennessee rally and come back, but they still won that one 6-3. And Skeens is thrown, right? Yes. He threw significant innings in the first game. Yeah, he threw seven-plus and seven plus innings, 120-something pitches. He gave not 156. No, he gave up a couple of runs though. Yeah. Somebody tweeted out over the weekend. And I'll have to go back and look at the numbers, but they said that uh, the All American we talked about uh, talked to last week from Little Rock. Yeah, could be the ERA Wells. leader, Jackson, Jackson Wells. Wells. Could be the ERA leader for the nation. Yeah, that's insane. No, at one point this year he was. I remember the Little Rock or Coach Curry tweeted out that he was leading the country in ERA, um, but um, uh, with Skeens giving up two, that was uh, you know I saw the same tweet that they thought his ERA would go above uh, Wells and he'd finish number one in the country. But Jack, he's well, he's number one right now. Uh, there, you know, Skeens might get to pitch again if right. he throws up a bunch of zeros and he could retake the lead. One six five. I didn't even know that when we talked the other day. I did not realize that he was in that position. That's why he's a third team All American. He's at one six five. Skeens at one eight one, and then some kid from McNeese. Wake Forest, Rhett Louder is fifth at one nine nine, and those are all the guys, and along with a kid from the, the McNeese kid, uh, and a UC Santa Barbara pitcher. Uh, five guys in America under two. Wow. That's ridiculous no, company. this age and this year they hit more home runs yeah. and, and since a long time. Yeah, if you're a three and a half, I'm pretty happy with you for the most part. Yeah. And they played, uh, Little Rock played in a couple of parks that um, were very hitter-friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what uh, Little Rock, you know, Gary Hogan Field, if, if that's known as a hitter's park or a pitcher's park. I'm not sure. There were a couple bombs when I was over there. Was there? Mm-hmm. It was windy, though. Uh, 1024. Talk a little more about uh, what happened over the weekend. Whatever else you guys want to get into. Uh, text line, 661-1037. Asher Record Live fan feedback. Also available through our Listen Live button. Uh, we are also now streaming live, for those of you who have not heard, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. And if you want to see our ugly mugs <laughs> while we're yammering, that's where we are. Sometimes I make funny faces at Wes when he says things I think are crazy. So that's kind of fun sometimes. Uh, thanks again to Guatney for having us out on Friday. That was a, a good show, and Wes and I got to hurt ourselves arm wrestling against a world champion. I assume he's a world champion. I hope he is. I hope that no. he's setting the bar because... Yeah, he's won multiple world titles. You're more familiar with him than I am. Yeah, I did a story on him years, uh, three, four, five years What's his ago. Name again? Um, uh, yep. Is he from Arkansas? Hot Springs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway, carry on. Gosh. I'll look it up. And anyway, he's won left-handed, he's won right-handed, uh, world titles. Uh, I mean, the, the shame of it all, of it is that he, when he goes overseas, he's a, like a rock star. Really? Yeah. Like, he, he gets recognized, and people, you know, are coming up for autographs and stuff. But even and people don't know him in his home, you know, here in his home state. They don't know, uh, because arm wrestling's not as huge here in the United States. But over the overseas and uh, Europe and some of the countries there, I mean, it is a huge sport. Michael Todd. Michael Todd. I'll give you a break. He did the story five years ago. I'll give you I'll You give found you, it? Yeah. Well, Fox 16 story that you yeah. do. Yeah. I'll give you a break. Great guy. Yep. Uh, Navy Mike is on line one. Navy Mike. Um, and by the way, Navy Mike, 
zero percent chance you would beat Michael Tide arm wrestling. Zero percent chance. Zero. I guarantee you. I, I guarantee you. I could. Oh, I don't. I'll bet. I'll, I, I, whatever I, I, amount I, of money, I, 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 I will bet you. I, I will literally promise you that I could beat that guy in arm wrestling. What, I'm what, bull strong. What do you? But, you know, <laughs> you're bull headed. I'll give you that. Bull. But but hey, but you know, um, Justin, um, the, the College World Series, you know, it's been compelling. It's been entertaining. You know, forget that Arkansas isn't in it. Well, obviously, we're not. But that doesn't mean you can't watch it and be a fan of baseball. Um, you know, you got Florida on one side who's just been mowing everyone down. They're obviously going to be in the final, and then you got. You know, they won uh, six to five and five to four, but yeah, yeah, they're mowing them down. But they have won. I'll give you that. Look, no, they're 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 going to be in the final. Okay. And you got LSU, who's like you got two juggernauts that are about to go face off, like you guys were talking about today, mm-hmm. in LSU and, and Wake Forest, and you're going to probably see a, an all SEC final uh, final series. Thanks. Um, so, I think it's going to be Wake and, in Florida. And, and, but, 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 you know what, it's, it's, and, and, and it kind of compounds the, the situation where, you know, fans of other leagues, of other Power 5 conferences, they're always like, well, you know, they're tired of SEC, you know, uh, you know owning the, the college football playoff and, 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 and basketball, and, and now here you've got, you know, the College World Series. You know, it's probably going to be all SEC. I mean, the, the people that, those guys are tired of, of seeing it. Hmm. Now, are we? No. Because we know we play in the toughest league. I mean, in every sport. Not basketball. But, you know, it, it is what it is, though. You it's know, not, it's I not mean, the best basketball league, but okay. It's close, at least. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean but, it's competitive, you know, for sure. It's much better. You know, in the, in the past, in, in the past 10, 15, 20 years, you know. But, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the College War Series, even though Arkansas is not in it. Uh, it's, uh, good baseball is good baseball. Good baseball. That's and, true. You know, it, so, um, anyways, that's all I got, guys, and y'all take care, man. Thanks, Mike. Uh, six six one one zero three seven. If you want in, would you like to refute any of that? Uh, there was no argument. I, it's been very entertaining to watch. We're lucky that TCU won in their close game in the second game because yeah. if they hadn't, that's the first thing Mike would have mentioned. Is look how bad Arkansas looks now because they lost to TCU, who mm. got bounced in two games. Mm. But he didn't get a chance to do that. It's the best eight teams, in the, and, and, and you throw in Oral Roberts. I mean, God, what a great story! Man, I wish they'd won. Almost got it done last yeah, night. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know. I've, I, I can't. I can't wait till one o'clock today. I'm going to have it on. I'll watch uh, that game. I would not count out Tennessee. Tennessee is uh, rivals Wake Forest and Florida with having a, a deep uh, pitching staff. That's why it's so important for LSU to win this game today because they're not as deep in the pitching staff. They'll have a, a more difficult time uh, trying to come back through a, a loser's game and then have to beat the uh, the team twice. I guess they'd have to yeah. to beat Wake twice to you know if they lose today, and then that messes them up a little bit for the championship series. LSU is one of those teams they they need to go through perfect to have their pitching set up perfectly. I don't think they're beating Wake Forest, but they could for sure. Because baseball. Because baseball. But I think Tennessee uh, is deep enough that they can. uh, I'm not counting them out, is my point. The loser of the Wake Forest game and the LSU game today plays against the winner of Stanford and Tennessee tomorrow. Excuse me. And then the other game tomorrow is the TC Oral Roberts rematch. So tomorrow, all the winners get the day off. Yes, Florida's off, and then whoever wins the Wake Forest LSU game. Yep, Yep, that's exactly right. Okay. Uh, 1029, hit a break. We'll be back in a second. And when we return, maybe we'll do some game balls and jock straps. Stay with us. It is The Zone. And again, I want to thank our friends out of Guadney for having us on Friday. It was great. Uh, I never followed up with James. We'll try to get him on towards the end of the show and see if they got that uh, Corvette off the showroom floor. I'm going to guess that they did because he seemed like he was eager enough to uh, move it. So we try to give you an opportunity, folks, those of you who wanted it. But there are lots of great vehicles available and more coming in all the time. As James mentioned the other day, they have got a ton that are going to be there on site here soon, and there's already a good selection on site. They are right now offering up to 7500 bucks off of Silverados that are in stock with a 2009 or newer trade-in. So get rid of the old and get in with a new and get a hell of a deal on the way. Get 2000 bucks off in stock 23 Equinox as well. I've been driving around and want to absolutely love them. They are a great uh, vehicle for gas mileage, plenty of space for your stuff, and they certainly have a few SUVs that are a little bit bigger, Blazers and um, 
you know, Traverse is also another one that uh, I've always been a big fan of. And uh, always got the Tahoe, of course. But if you're looking for something kind of small and efficient, that's a great way to go. Great rates on everything. New in stock as low as 6.99%. So go by and see our friends over at Guadney. And even better financing options on Silverado. 72 months at 5.9%. And great pre-owned selection as well. You can look at all those at GuadneyChevrolet.com. Be back in a second. It's 1031. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the Chocolate Nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. This is SportsCenter. There's a new name on the list of champion golfers in 2023. 29-year-old Wyndham Clark from the 2023 U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club yesterday. He beat out Rory McIlroy by one stroke, holding on on the 18th hole with a par. It's Clark's second win of his PGA Tour career, the first he won this year at the Wells Fargo Championship in May. The first big move of the 2023 NBA offseason took place yesterday. The Washington Wizards are sending star guard Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, and multiple picks according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Beal has missed 74 games over the course of the last two seasons. He will turn 30 this month. The trade is not officially done just yet. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Todd Matthews in Benton, Matt Steele in Bryant, or Gary Elmore in Lone Oak today. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Oakland Racing Casino Resort presents the Great Arkansas Beer Festival, Rock City Margarita Festival, Saturday, July 22nd at the State House Convention Center. Brought to you in part by Tito's Handmade Vodka and Mosquito Joe. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for more. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. Can't get enough of us on the radio? Follow us on Twitter at JustinAquery7, at Wes underscore more, and at CWeaver1037. I feel like I belong on this stage, and I, you know, even two, three years ago when people didn't know who I was, I felt like I could still still play and compete against the best players in the world and I've I felt like I've shown that this year you know and I've had I've come up close and you know obviously everyone sees the person that hoists the trophy but I've been trending in the right direction for a long time now I've made a lot of cuts I've had a handful of top tens and top 20s and I feel like I've been on a great trajectory to get to this place and obviously it's it's gone faster than I thought you know as far as just starting to do some stuff mentally that I've never done before Um, but I feel like I'm one of the best players in the world and you know obviously this is just shows that what I believe is uh, can happen and um, but at the same time I'm I'm a pretty humble calm guy and I I don't try to get too high or too low in things and um, you know I'm obviously going to celebrate this but 
I like to play against. I'm so competitive. I want to beat everybody, uh, but also be friends with everybody. So I'm trying to I try to, you know, have a good mix of that. It's 10:35. That is your U.S. Open winner for 2023, Wyndham Clark. Hmm. And Rory. Rory and Ricky had a shot, and Ricky kind of faded from view. Rory was there right until the very end. My buddy sent me a note and said, Ricky was 10 under after two rounds with 18 birdies. It's hard to hold on throwing up that many bogeys, and that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. It was, uh, he was hot and cold for sure. Yeah. He, so that would 18 birdies and eight bogeys after two rounds, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because he had 10, 10 under. He had tw- I think he had 12 birdies the first day and two bogeys. For ten under, and then had eight, so eight and six, no six, six birdies on the second day and four bogeys. Yeah, oh, wow, that's a lot of birdies. It is that's um, a lot of bogeys. Yeah, it is too. I don't par seventy two. I mean, it was still seventy five hundred yards. Par seventy. That's what I said. Par seventy, and it's still you know seventy five hundred yards at par seventy. It's crazy. Yeah, those last three holes, yeah. longest three holes to finish in the U.S. Open. They did have a. Par three that was under 100 yards a couple days too, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Which was cool. Yeah, no, I, I have no issue with that. And then they had one that was so. Here's what got me yesterday. I think it was Rory. It's 295. I can't remember if it was Rory or Wyndham. Anyway, it was 295, and he's hitting an iron. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would like have to hit a ball off a pinnacle mountain to try to hit an iron 295. Well, the fair. They finally got the course and the conditions that they liked yesterday. That it was hard. Yep. The ball was running. The greens were hard. The ball, you know, it wasn't stopping on the green unless you had like a full wedge that you could put a ton of spin on. Uh, but that, that's what they were trying to do: is hit it in that little gap with those irons, and it would run up to the front of the green because there's no other way to stop it. I mean, right. if you hit a high three wood and it hits the green, it's going off the back of the green. And they yeah. felt like, look, if it doesn't run, run up, we're we're in good shape. But nobody birdied it with those irons, did they? Yeah, somebody had a good shot. They got it to the. They got a pin high, and I don't think they made the putt. But yeah, that's, I mean that's just a hard hole. If you can survive a par there, you got to be pretty thrilled. Well, it was crazy. You had that hole, and then you had a, a par three that was like playing two sixty something, two seventy par three. It was it was amazing. Of course, now the terrain was different, and that par four that we're talking about was downhill too. Uh, so I'm not talking about a par four. I'm talking about a par three. The re- reachable par four is the one I was talking about when they were hitting the irons on it on the, yesterday on eighteen. Or on the yesterday in the fourth round, they hit irons on the par four, the drivable par four, trying to run it up. Okay, yeah, it's not the same hole I'm talking about. Okay, you're talking about a par three. Yeah, the long par three. Okay, yeah, yeah. that one was insane. And yeah. then they had the 100 yard par three. I mean, you talk about the extremes. Yeah. In this tournament, with the par threes alone, one of them over 270, yeah, right, exactly. and then another one on Saturday was playing 80 something yards. There was a lot of talk about the crowd too, and people were not happy about the fact that there weren't a lot of people out there comparatively to what you would expect from another major. And the tickets were pretty limited, and a lot of went to corporate. Which there's still people. That's not the point. The point is they had way fewer. I think it was. What did I see? I don't remember what the number was now. I want to say 22,000. I'm not sure if that's right. A day. Yeah, I think they. Uh, we're selling 30,000 tickets a day, and like 3,000 were for grandstand walk-up. And they, those were $300. We had a buddy of ours that went Saturday or Friday. He was out there working and uh, was having a dinner meeting. And the guy was like, I think I can get you some tickets if you want to go tomorrow. He's like, well, yeah. And so he got him tickets, and he was able to go. And said it was just amazing walking around the place. Uh, but he said it was very. Um, it wasn't what you would think as far as U.S. Open, as far as the number of people. He was able to walk where he wanted to and go into the corporate tent and do what he wanted to do without fighting these huge crowds. So if you had a ticket, it was an awesome experience because you weren't fighting the massive crowds. Even yesterday, you saw on 18 at the end when they opened up the ropes and let them come come up around the green. It wasn't insane. No, with the but number it was, of people. But it was loud. I couldn't. Tell, I had to get a uh, I got my Father's Day gift this year. A new TV for the pool. Mine went out Saturday morning. I was watching it, mowing, doing yard work. Came back, sound on, no picture. Huh. Lost the picture. And so I got a new TV and the set audio setting. I couldn't ever figure it out without messing up the TV while we're trying to watch it. So we just and it just seemed like the crowd was really loud. But I think it was my TV. No, I think the crowd was... It seemed like on 18 it wasn't bad, but I, first of all, two things. Uh, I just looked it up. There's 22,000 tickets a day sold. 8,000 general admission. That's an extremely low number for a major. Very low. Second of all, I think part of it is the fact that... 
That's twenty two thousand in the they should have they were saying they could have sold forty thousand a day. That's what the normal is. I read something I saw online that they were gonna try to throw a few more at it on Sunday and have a few extra people out there. But that's a very low number. The other thing is, I got to think that the logistics part of it was an issue because they were having people park from a long ways away to mm-hmm. bus them in because there's just not any parking around there. So that may have been a concern. It may have been part of the thought process because they would not have to deal with it all day long or have people miss an opportunity to get out there. But I will tell you this, too. I thought it was a complete disservice to the golfers to let people run around and on 18. It was a huge distraction. Those guys kept their act together, and they both actually played 18 fine. Who was he paired with at the end there? That was Ricky. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I thought that was a huge distraction. I thought it was completely irresponsible on the USGA's part. I thought it was dumb. They do it at the Open Championship a lot. Yeah. And, and But I feel like maybe they uh, hold them back a little bit further. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And this time they were a little bit closer, probably a little too close to the green. Yeah. And I mean, in this day and age, too, people are always like, what is going on? Why is there a ruckus? I mean, and now if the golfers knew, it's fine. But I mean, again, they're trying to win a tournament. Or he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. So... Whatever. I've seen it before, and so I didn't think anything about it. Um, they were clearly distracted by it. The focus that he was showing, I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. You know, it was head down the whole time. Um, not, well, they look back at the crowd, they're like, what in the hell is going on? You could yeah. tell, like, they were not expecting When they it. first got up there, yeah. yeah, he did. He turned around and looked. And they, got, they locked it back in. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, Rick says, on Astro Record Life Fan Feedback, how can you be a Rory fan, Justin? Dude straight up cheated on his ball being plunked and got a free drop, basically, in the fairway and still got a bogey. Well, first of all, that's a rule, and his ball was embedded, and so he didn't cheat. That's the rule. He's a jerk, says Rick. All of the talk from the commentators all weekend was so annoying that with all the commercials, he's not Tiger. He will never come close to Tiger, so the PGA needs to stop assuming that. Love the segment on Best Hollywood Golf Movies they did, though. There was Caddyshack. Okay. Hard to beat Happy Gilmore being choked out by Bob Barker, though. Uh, I've always liked Rory. I've never heard anybody say he's a jerk. I like Rory a lot. I don't know what your issue is with him. And, no, nobody's ever going to be Tiger again. But that doesn't mean they're not a good golfer or worthwhile or somebody to root for, right? Yeah. I, I never thought Rory's a jerk. He hates the Live Tour still. <laughs> I've never heard anybody hate on Rory like that. I, I just voted on our poll who's going to win the next major. Out of those four, with Ricky and Rory and Wyndham and Jordan Spieth, I voted Rory. I did too. I think he wins the Open Championship. Wouldn't surprise me. I think uh, he's he's so close that, and he hits it, man. He hits it and bombs it. I mean, yeah. some of the drives he hit this this week were Stupid. incredible. Yes, it's dumb. I think he's got a chance. Over on our text line, we got Cole and Poen says, heard him uh, say multiple times at the end of the tournament, Ricky Fowler set the record for birdies in the U.S. Open ever. I think he finished with 22 or 23 birdies uh, from the mm. 501. One other thing. I didn't know this. I heard the morning show talking about it. Maybe Trey Shap mentioned it. He was on with him for a minute. They're going back to L.A. Country Club in a few years. It's like several years, maybe in 35 or 32 or whatever. I don't know about that. I don't know that I like this course for U.S. Open that much. but And I'm like, there is a million courses in California, and there's several courses around L.A. Is L.A. Country Club really the most best one for it? I don't know. I'll hold off comment. I got a jock strap later on. Okay. Uh, also, from the 501, softball got a significant transfer, the bomb. That's her nickname. Uh, Allie the bomb. transfer? Yeah, Allie Bomb. Was that her first name? Allie? Uh, and they thought that was kind of fitting that she is going to uh, be hitting bombs for the bomb squad. That's what they call some of the, the Arkansas women, the bomb squad. Shouldn't they call them the Bogle? Bogle bomb. And there's going to be a Bogle bomb. Okay. And just Chuck says Fowler would dominate a live tournament. Uh, I don't know if that, that's true, actually. I'm done with that. Sure. Whatever. Uh, we had a great view. Uh, Richard, Richard, Richard. We had a preview. Sun monkeys and peacocks. I don't know. Uh, John Mark says he's not a jerk, but can be a little whiny sometimes. Who? Rory. <laughs> Compared to whom? They're all whiny. I mean, not all of them. Ricky wasn't whiny yesterday. I mean, Ricky you think was cool. about yeah, yeah, as bad. I mean, this was it. You know, this was his chance and for him to lay an egg and shoot five over and just could never get it going. He seemed pretty stoic the entire time. Never lost his composure. I don't think Rory's particularly whiny. Spieth has set the bar so high for whiny that I can't compare anybody else unless they get in the ballpark of him. Bryson, he's pretty whiny. He is. 
He's too cerebral, too, I think, in a lot of cases. Patrick Reed. I don't even watch Patrick Reed. I haven't seen Patrick Reed swing a golf club in so long. I forgot he's always complaining. Yeah. He's complaining to his caddy, complaining about his caddy. Uh, listening to Navy Mike is like listening to John Fetterman. What's talk about the Florida mom? Oh, Florida mound visit in last night's game. Didn't see it. Uh, so <laughs> Florida screwed up. Their their coach screwed up, and it was a second mound visit, and he didn't have a pitcher in the bullpen. So he had to come out. Yeah. And he was visibly shaken up in the in the dugout. The coach was? Yeah. like he Was it the head coach or the up. pitching coach? Head coach. And afterwards, he told his team, he apologized, said, this is on me. Because the pitching coach went out the first time, I said. Right. And then he said... Why did the manager go out, or the, the head coach go out? And it was weird. It was a weird situation. Like, he didn't go out... Um, Someone will have to clarify. I was reading about this. I did not see it with my own eyes. Okay. So I read I about either. it. I read a little bit about it. And so I didn't understand why it was called, uh, technically it became a second mound visit, and the pitcher had to leave the game. So I don't know if he stepped out of the dugout to call time, and once you do that, I don't know, we'll get clarification. Um, from Savage. Oh, that was from Savage. Sorry. Thanks, Savage. And that's it. They held it together, I mean, at least. so. That's oh, good. yeah. No, and he said when I apologized to the team afterwards and said, this one's on me, thanks for getting my back. And they said, no, we got you, Coach. Don't. This is not going to impact us in, in the future or any going on. Uh, so I, I guess the pitcher just had to come in without warming up in the bullpen. And he didn't throw. The pitcher that they pulled had to pull with, had not thrown very much, I don't think, right? R- right. It's a wild one. New rules hadn't impact, impacted much this year. We haven't talked about pitch clock. We have not talked about mound visits being a problem either, though, no. until now. That's pretty crazy. It's a good thing it didn't cost yep. them. That would have sucked. 10.47, we'll hit a timeout and be back in just a second. We'll do some game balls and jock straps on the other side. Big O Tires, always. Got a good deal for you. Go to the website, bigotires.com slash deals. Great tires, great selection of tires. They've got all the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. And Big O Tires does alignment checks for free. They'll check your alignment when you get those tires put on. And they also do brakes. They do a lot more than just tires. They have mechanics on hand. If that check engine light comes on, you can swing by Big O Tires, let them take a look at your car. Two great locations. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. In Cabot, it's Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. Big O Tires, the team we trust. You know how. Don't start caring about me now. Aren't you the guy who tried to hurt me with the words goodbye? Though it took some time to survive you. I'm better on the earth. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's time to get outside and enjoy the great outdoors with a new boat, motorcycle, personal watercraft, or RV. Alcoa Community FCU has low-rate fun loans. Apply securely for your fun loan online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. The FedEx Cup Playoffs start in Memphis at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Come out to TPC Southwind. August 9th through the 13th, and watch the PGA Tour's top players battle to make it through Memphis. Enjoy Memphis at its finest with specialty cocktails, local eats, a vibrant atmosphere, and much more. Two kids 15 and under admitted free with a ticketed adult. Daily grounds and upgraded tickets are available now at FedExChampionship.com. At Metal Supermarkets, we're all about getting you and your crew to quit in time sooner. That's why our service is a cut above. You see, no matter the project, we'll get you to the right metal, shape, and grade. Cut to any size, ready real fast. And yeah, yeah, we'll deliver. Leaving plenty of time for the important things, like opening an ice-cooled can of aluminum. 
Metal Supermarkets. Order online at metalsupermarkets.com. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, President of Operations at Tele Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. back in the zone. Got a question for us? Ask it live on Fan Feedback on our text line at 501-661-1037 or hit us up on Twitter at JustinAkery7 at Wes underscore more and at Seaweaver1037 and we'll do our best to answer it for you. Kristen, tell me the deal on uh, Bradley Beal. Uh, he has been traded to the Sun... Well... It's not finalized yet, but it's going to happen. Uh, he's been traded to the Suns along with Jordan Goodwin, who is a de- pretty good backup point guard, for Andrew Shamit, Chris Paul, who's going to get rerouted to another team or bought out most likely, and some second-round picks and pick swaps. Okay. So, What does this do for Phoenix? Um, I mean, they got better because all you gave up, really, in reality, was Landry Shamit, and Bradley Bill is considerably better than Landry Shamit, but... I don't think it answers their problem, which is scoring at the rim, and now they have Devin Booker, Kevin Grant, and Bradley Beal, who get most of their points in the mid-range and don't pressure the rim really at all. So I, I think they're like a second-round team at best, but we'll see what they do the rest of the way. Who would you add? Well, Bradley Beal is due $50 million, and you know Kevin so Durant, I. Devin Booker. Just got to work for hundred years to get it. Yeah, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are obviously on uh, max deals as well, so they're limited on what they can do, and they only have six guys under contract. That's not true. I have to work for two hundred years. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, what I start doing the math, I'm like that doesn't that doesn't add up. Anyway, what? What I would say is Bradley Beal is still pretty good, and he's undervalued because, or people think he's bad now because his contract is ridiculous, but he's actually a pretty good player still. It's just he doesn't fit amazingly well with the sun. Gotcha. 300 years. Anyway, good for him. I hope it all works out for him. Um, and I guess a lot of... They were... Now, Durant wasn't healthy, though, most of the year, right? No, he was not. Okay. And that's an issue with Bill as well. He hasn't played a ton of games the last few years. Who was the guard that he played with that was, had much more stardom at Florida? John Wall. Yeah. Oh. At, at Kentucky. Florida? At Kentucky. They were the same class? Bradley Bill played at Florida. Florida. John Wall played at Kentucky. They were they were they not were together, the same class. but they, they were, were together. together with the Wizards. That's what it was. Yeah, John Wall in his prime was really really good. But he was like the hype guy, and then Beal was like, it's all like, this dude is bad, man. Yeah, he, he's Beal's still good. He was just on a really bad Wizards team. Um, we ain't got time. We'll Poor do uh, Gafford. We'll do uh, just lost their best player. Yeah, maybe Gafford. Well, it looks like the Wizards are trying to go towards a rebuild and. They're going to get one of my jock straps, but so I'll talk about it a little bit more later. Okay, we're going to do it next hour now, I guess, because we're running out of time here. Only got a couple minutes. Uh, Tiger Woods' girl, ex-girlfriend is still complaining. She is still chasing this legal battle against Tiger. She is filing an appeal prolonging her case, which she accuses Woods of sexual harassment following their breakup in October of 22. The appeal was filed on Friday. Her lawsuit wants her release from the non-disclosure. She purportedly signed with Woods. She wants to write a book. That's how she wants to get paid, I think. The judge that rejected her lawsuit twice said that, due to the NDA, she had to settle her lawsuit privately. Her attorney filed a reconsideration request. I strongly object, Your Honor. That changes things. Hmm. The U.S. Supreme Court has consistently held that a party cannot be forced to arbitrate without a finding that she agreed to do so, which means that in this case, with no evidence in the record, arbitration should not be compelled or at a minimum an evidentiary hearing should be held. This comes from her attorney. That's a lot of jargon to say they're not giving up the fight. Herman has the opportunity to provide factual specificity for any claim relating to sexual assault or sexual harassment. However, she has not done so. 
says the judge. Judge is on Tiger's side. She's in big, big trouble. Anyway. Wow. Um, speaking of legal issues, Bob Huggins is going to have some. He got arrested Friday night. We could save him for game balls and jock straps, but it's an interesting story, and it opens up a pretty good position in the Big 12. The 69-year-old who was trying to bounce back from uh, homophobic comments that he made in a radio interview earlier this year. It's been a bad 23 for old Bob. Is he trying to fast-track getting fired or he got resigning? Fi- well, he's resigned, say. yeah. I mean, you pretty much leave no doubt. Uh, it's like, uh, what was it, Herman Boone said? Yeah, no, his no assistant, assistant coach said yeah. that. Run it up, leave no doubt. Uh, Huggins won 935 games, coaching 26 NCAA tournaments, two Final Fours. And in 16 seasons at West Virginia, I can't believe he's been there that long, 345 and 203. I guess I must be old because I remember him before West Virginia. Uh, he got arrested and he blew .21, which is more than twice the lim- limit. He also had, I mean, he didn't even like make it hard on him. He had beer cans all over the car, apparently, and the trunk was full of beer cans, too. Monster beer cans in the trunk. How'd you get them in the trunk? Uh, he took them from the front of the car and put them in the back of the car because he didn't want to litter. I'll give him that. Okay. Or maybe he was going to, I don't know, they have uh, the redemption recycling in West Virginia. He's trying to get five cents per can? I mean, he's going to need everybody can get now. I hated seeing that. Yeah, it's not a good way to go out. He no. got a drunken driving in 2004 when he was in Cincinnati, too. And again, I am I marvel at, look, none of, nobody should drive drunk. I don't care how much money you make. But at people who are wealthy and make multi-millions, and it's like, dude, you're... He also didn't even know what town he was in, apparently. Which is... I mean, it's just... It's not funny, but it's just so bizarre. I'm like, a $20 Uber ride, Bob. A $20 Uber ride. I mean, and I will tell you this from experience. Most Uber drivers don't care if you drink a beer in their car. It's not a problem. Now, he might have an issue with you... You know, drinking 25 of them. But, I mean, the trip's not that far. I assume. Mm. I don't know where he was going. But, apparently, he didn't either. Because he didn't even <laughs> know where the hell he was. was. I don't know the wall. Is it illegal to have an open alcohol can? Yes. In, car? I in Arkansas. So. Not in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. In fact, they have drive through daiquiri bars in Louisiana. Yeah, I've seen yeah. those. Before. They not only... It's not only not illegal. It's they encouraged. encouraged it. Yes. Well, they put the tape over the straw. So, you, right. you, can't, you can't drink it. No. Your passenger can. Have you uh, have you seen the updated shot numbers from Omaha, from I Rocco's? I saw something a few days ago, and it was not great. LSU was burying the field. It's embarrassing. And honestly, I mean, I'm, to be expected, I'm most disappointed in Tennessee fans. They have really not shown up. Even Wake Forest fans. They seem pretty uptight nerds, but hey, doing a pretty good job of shots. Great things don't happen to them too often, so they got to go all out when it happens. Yeah, LSU's had plenty of success in Omaha, but they are definitely showing up in big numbers, or at least they're drinking in big numbers. All right, we've got uh, Red White Report coming up and Coach Erzman from the Little Rock Trojan wrestling team. Game balls and jockstraps next hour, too. Hey, Laura Beth, I love that Kaufman by Design West has what it takes to make a big holiday weekend even bigger and better. Yeah, David, we at Kaufman proudly support our active military first responders and veterans, and we want to make these holiday weekends super special. You can chill and grill with our large selection of Pelican coolers or even the big green egg grills that range from size small to extra large. We can provide the home items that you need to make it a great holiday to remember. If you want to have a great